Open up your Bibles to Mark chapter 12. That's what a relationship with Papa God's all about. We're no longer slaves to fear. No, we are sons and daughters of God. And he says, we are, our spirit says, Papa. I want to read to you real quickly Mark chapter 12. And I'm just going to pull out a few points here. I'm not going to take long to expound on them, but I really feel that this is something that God's calling this church. God's calling this church to not only be a light in Fresno, but the, Acts 1.8 says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Fresno, in California, in the United States, and over all over the world. All right? That's, that's what it's there. And um, let's read real quick Mark chapter 12. Dominic? Dominic, can you help her out, please? Jesus then began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a pit for the wine press, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. The four words I want to focus on real quick is first one. It says, a man planted a vineyard. What is the gospel all about? What is knowing Jesus? Knowing Jesus is not only to get a ticket to go to heaven and that you're not going to hell. No, knowing Jesus is all about remaining in him. In, in John chapter 10, I always get confused. Or is it 15? 15. It speaks about us being, uh, he, is, he is the vine and we are the branches. The goal of Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. And that means we get to remain in him. Uh, Pastor Anthony, put your legs down real quick. Um, see, this is what it's all about. I have a friend of mine who said when he prays, he likes to imagine that he's sitting on the lap of Jesus. And I'm like, man, that's weird. But then he says, the Bible says, remain in me and I'll remain in you. If my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it'll take the place. Happen. So one of the best ways to look at prayer is us being able to sit on the lap of Papa God and we're able to tell him I love you and we're able to kiss him. And he's able to kiss us back. And uh, I hope I'm not too heavy. But this is a picture of the vineyard. Uh, this is a picture of being attached to Papa God. Yes. That the church is not a building. We are the church and we live on the lap of Papa God. Yes. And I love coming to this church. I'm, I'm telling everybody about this church, about these crazy pastors with all these adopted kids. And I see other families that are like that. And I'm like, yes! Adoption is all about the kingdom of God. Uh, parents who've adopted kids, you don't love your adopted kids more or less than your biological kids. God loves us all no matter what our background is, no matter what our race, no matter what. He says you're mine and he gave his life for us. So the first word that I want to share is vineyard. Let us remain in the vineyard in the heart of God. Second word that I want to share is he put a wall around it. Now, right now Donald Trump's talking about a big wall between Mexico and here. That's not the kind of wall I want to talk about. That's not what I want to share about First of all, we need to have no walls to reach out to our community. No walls of racism, no walls of sexism, none of those walls. No, we are, we are called to go to the highways and byways and to reach the lame and the hurting and the addicted and because those are going to be the mighty men and women of God. The kind of wall I want to talk about is the kind of wall that Isaiah speaks about, about a wall of fire around us and the walls of God's love pour around us my mom spent hours just holding us and loving us. Kyra and Brielle Jackson, they were born in, in 1996 in Massachusetts. They were twins. The, 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 Kyrie was dying, and the nurse breaks the, the rules of the hospital and puts her si sister next to Kyrie, Brielle, 
And the moment that she puts her, her next to her sister, she puts her hand on her, and at that moment, her heart becomes normal and she survives. They're 18-year-old girls now. That's the gospel. That's healing. That Jesus puts his hands on us and says, I love you with, with a love, uh, unconditional love. So we need to be surrounded by the wall of God's love, the wall of God's protection. Third, wall, third word I want to focus on real quick. First one was the vineyard. Second word was, was the wall. The next word is the wine press. What is a wine press? That's where you take the grapes and you press them. What does God want us to do? Not just hearers of the word, doers of the word. We need to take what we're learning here and we need to apply it to every part of our community. That God will use us, not only in the highways and byways, but in the places of government, of education, of athletics. That God will use us, that we will be light at the mall or wherever we go. We need to, and you know what a wine press is? You get pressed. There is suffering. We need to pick up our cross daily and follow Him. So you know what? Suffering produces character. And character leads us so that we can do all that. You, you want a prophet, an apostle? You know what they do with them? They stone them. They lie about them. But you know what? We're willing to go because God's love is greater. So the third one I want to mention is wine press. Fourth word I want to mention is... Watchtower. What is a watchtower? That's a place where there's gatekeepers and they say people can come in, people can't go out. There is anointing upon this house to be a watchtower anointing, a watcher on the wall. And the Lord says, my sons and daughters, I'm going to continue to open your influence not only in the city, but all over this nation and all over the world. But continue to watch. Last word I want to mention is cornerstone. The stone that everybody rejected I'm making as a cornerstone. God is calling this church. You've done it before and you will keep on doing it. God says, I'm going to have you not only in this campus, but I'm going to give you new campuses, new places, new buildings. Why? Because you guys are mothers and fathers to my people. So don't worry about ministry. My father taught me many years ago, it's not how good you preach. It's not how good you teach. It's not how many people get healed when you pray for them. The goal of ministry is love. Love people. Love people, love people, love people, love people, love God and love people. If you do that, you will change the world. When I go to those prostitutes every week, there's one thing that I say to them. I look at them and I say, God says, I love you and you're special. What is evangelism? What is the Christian life? It's loving people the way that God loves us. Now, some healing is going to take place, okay? So let me do a review real quick, and then what's going to happen is people are going to stand up who have pain, and other people are going to pray for them, and God's going to start healing people. Does that sound like a good plan? Let's review it real quick. What's step number one when we pray for the sick? Ask permission. Ask them what's wrong, okay? Step number two, what is it? Command that body to be healed. Step number three, what is it? Command any spirit of infirmity to leave. Step number four, ask them how they're doing. Ask them to do something they could not do. Ask them from 0 to 10, how is it doing? And what's step number five? Repeat. Repeat. 